it's not like I've flipped this mindset overnight, right? There are still plenty of times where I'll think about the gap, but now that I've thought about it enough, I have the self-awareness to start working on flipping that and thinking about where I am relative to where I was. And so it starts with the self-awareness. Welcome to School of Success, the podcast that will help you reach your goals and become the success story you've always dreamed of. Join us on our journey as we explore the strategies, tools, and tactics needed to build health, wealth, and personal development. Together, we'll uncover the secrets to living life to its fullest with host Brandon Hicks. So let's get started and make your dreams come true. Welcome back to School of Success. Today, I wanted to go through and deep dive into a book that has had a very big impact in my life and the way that I think about my goals and how I measure myself. And that book is The Gap and the Gain by Dan Sullivan. So what is the gap and what is the gain? Really, it has to do with how we set goals and then how we measure ourselves against those goals. So somebody who is living in the gap or measuring the gap is comparing where they are relative to the goal that they set. A simple example would be, I'm going to do push-ups this month and my goal is that by the end of this month, I'll be able to do 100 push-ups in two minutes. Let's say I get to the end of the month and I am at 80 push-ups in two minutes. If I measure myself by the gap, I would be saying, I came up short. I didn't hit my goal of 100 push-ups. I only got to 80. And then I might feel disappointed, might feel like a failure, like I could have done better. Whereas if I was to measure myself by the gain, I could be looking at Okay, at the beginning of this month, I only could do 30 push-ups in two minutes. Now, after a month of work, I can do 80. I've like over 2x'd my strength, but here I am focusing on the gap because I set this arbitrary goal of having 100 push-ups in two minutes, and I missed it by 20. And if I focus on that, again, I'll feel like a failure. Whereas if I flip that and reframe it, I could be thinking, look how far I've come. 30 days ago was just at 30 push-ups, and now I'm at 80. I am so much stronger than I was. And you could see how that might make you feel way better because you're now focusing on your improvement that you've made rather than being short of your goal. So you could start to see how that simple frame shift could have a huge impact in how you feel about your performance, your progress. And really what this book shares is that where this is coming from is a lot of us measure ourselves from the gap, like I said. And that gap could be because we are comparing ourselves to others. So another issue with focusing on the gap, and we can go back to that original example with the push-ups is, let's say you actually did more than that 100 push-ups. Maybe you got to 105. Now you're feeling great that you crossed that goal, but what are you going to do next? What do we generally do as human beings? Set a new target. And so then we move that target to 120 or 130, and it gets incrementally harder the next time for us to hit that goal. And maybe we come up short again, because our mindset is so focused on the gap. And did we hit our goal? We'll feel bad about ourselves. But now after two months, we're at 125 push-ups in two minutes. Two months ago, we were only doing 30. So that is a huge gain that if you were to take a step back and focus on where you're at, 
that would make you feel really good about yourself. But instead, we're like wired to be thinking about what was the goal? What did I say I was going to do? Did I hit the goal or no? And if I didn't, I'm a failure. There's a reason why I mentioned that this was a very enlightening book for me is because this is something that I struggle with. When I think about my goal is to become financially free, I'm not there yet and I'm working towards it. And I found real estate about two and a half years ago and I'm still working towards that. Now I've made some money in real estate, but it was more active, not passive income. And I really want that security of having the financial freedom. So if I say at the end of this year, I want to be 100% financially free, but then I get to the end of the year and I'm still not there, I'm going to feel like a failure. Even though I might have plenty of money saved in the bank, I might have made a good amount of money this year actively through wholesaling or other means. If I get to the end of the year and I'm still not, per the definition, financially free, I might feel like a failure if I focus on the gap. But what I should be focusing on is the gain, which is three years ago, I didn't even know about commercial real estate investing at all. I had never even heard of the term passive income. Three years ago, I was working in my W-2 job and was pretty miserable. And now I'm on my own, have made enough money to be able to leave my W-2 job and am focusing 100% of my time on my business. Three years ago, I didn't have a network of great people that are all helping me between coaches and other investors that were all helping me to grow into becoming a better person. Three years ago, I was someone who said that I would would complete a marathon, sign up for a marathon and eventually train, but then I wouldn't. Now I'm someone who signs up and I do the training and I do it the right way. And I've completed several marathons at this point. So there's so many ways that I can look at the gain of where I am relative to where I was a year or two years ago. And that makes me feel so much better. And that's why this is such a profound book for people is because as just human beings or entrepreneurs, we're always setting goals, trying to achieve. But the reality is that you're not always going to hit that goal. And so if you come up short, but you've made a lot of progress, why not celebrate the win of you getting 90% of the way there? I would much rather get to 90% of my goal than to not set a goal and just kind of be floundering around, no direction, and just end up at 5% or 0% and not be making progress, right? The nice thing about this is it's really just a frame shift. You still set goals, but instead of assigning that towards how close you are to that goal, you can assign it towards how far you've come from where you were six months or a year ago. So now that we understand kind of what the gap and the gain is in the reframe, I think it's important to talk about what we can do to put ourselves more in that frame of mind. Just to start, having the awareness of gap versus gain is really big. Even though I read this book, you know, roughly six months ago, it's not like I've flipped this mindset overnight, right? There are still plenty of times where I'll think about the gap, but now that I've thought about it enough, I have the self-awareness to start working on flipping that and thinking about where I am relative to where I was. And so it starts with the self-awareness. So that would be just listening to this podcast, becoming aware of the gap in the game. It would be then reading the book and then just starting to become aware of it. Another thing that you could do that's recommended in the book is to just tell your friends and your family and the people in your inner circle about the gap in the gain and explain the concept and how you want them to catch you when you're living in the gap. 
a lot of times our patterns as humans are almost run subconsciously and we don't even realize it. I think a large percentage of what we do daily is just a pattern and a habit that has been instilled over time that we don't even have to think about anymore. But the problem with that is that you lose the self-awareness or the awareness that you are operating or executing on this pattern because it's just happening. But it is not obvious to your family or your friends because they don't necessarily exhibit that pattern. And so your friends, family, inner circle can spot this potentially easier than you can. And so by letting them know, hey, I'm trying to work on this. I know it's going to make me a happier person by focusing on the progress I've made rather than how far I am from a goal that I've set. And once they are aware of this, they might hear you talk about how you're disappointed that you didn't make as much money on your coaching program as you thought, or that you didn't close the deal, that you're upset that the deal didn't go quite the way you had planned. And they might say, hey, a year ago, you weren't even talking about making deals. Now, all of a sudden, you're at the table, potentially closing deals. That's a huge step in the right direction. So although it maybe not have worked out for you at this one moment, you now know what to go do and you can go repeat this and eventually you will be successful. So they can catch that for you. Another thing that you can do that's again recommended in the book is help others focus on the gain rather than the gap. So you can ask questions that get them in that frame of the gain. So rather than asking them where they are at relative to their goals, you could reframe it and say, I know you've started this fix and flip business. How long have you been doing that for? Wow, you've got this process and this operation that seems to be running really well. How long did it take you to develop that? And that would just get them thinking more about the work that was done beforehand and thinking about, man, yeah, I started that four years ago and I didn't have any employees at the time and I was just doing it all myself and really didn't know what I was doing. But now we make X amount of money and I'm able to hire a coach and hire a couple team members, which has really helped me to do X, Y, and Z. And now you've got them in this frame of mind of the progress that they've made rather than how far away they might be from their goals. Another thing that I've implemented that's worked out really well for me is just focusing on your wins. And you can do this in the morning. Like I'll do this when I'm taking my dog for a walk, try to get outside early in the morning when the sun's coming up, go for a walk. And I'll think about my wins from the day before. And sometimes even before I go to bed, I'll think about the wins for that day. They don't have to be these crazy big wins. It could just be, I ate healthy today. I stayed on track with my meal plan. I woke up on time. I made five phone calls today to brokers. I might not have gotten on the phone with them, but I left them a message and I took the action. I can't control that they didn't answer the phone, but I can control that I picked up the phone, dialed the number and left them a voicemail. So it can be small things like that, but just reminding yourself every day of all the progress that you're making. And you can do that just reminding yourself as you're going for the walk or before you go to bed, or you could journal about it. That's something that I also try to incorporate as part of my miracle morning routine is within my journal. I'll list out my wins from the previous day just to get myself again in that mindset of thinking about the progress that I've made. So I can't recommend this book enough. Mindset is one of the most important things for being successful in any endeavor. And if you can keep your mindset more in this positive frame and in the gain rather than the gap, I think it can really help you be successful. So I would definitely recommend picking up this book. And if you have any tips for staying in the gain rather than the gap or what you do to be in the gain, I'd love to hear about it. Hey, I appreciate you listening to another episode of School of Success. I'm committed to helping others reach their full potential. So if you found value, please leave a five-star rating and review. With that, we can reach more people and help make their dreams come true. 